Thank you, Jennifer. And by the way, there's no chance the kids are going to get these. I'll just, it's just not going to happen. I'm, I'm greedy that way. Hey, Halloween, it's fun. I'm telling you, you're going to want to be here. If you've never experienced it, um, it it's, it's crazy. And we have no shame. We will sugar up your kids and send them home. We just will. They'll be bouncing off the walls. I will turn my phone off that night. So don't call me. You won't get me. Now, it's, it's great fun. And it's, it's, you know, it's a safe place. It's a safe place where your kids can come and they can feel loved. And, they, and, and as a parent, you can know they're, they're taken care of. Hey, before I get started, I, I got to share something with you. Uh, years ago, somebody gave me a book. and It was called When God Winks. And when I got it, I thought, you know, this is kind of interesting. And, and it's, it was just little stories of when God did something a little extraordinary. He does everything he does is extraordinary. But, but to individuals, and, and I read it, and I thought, that's pretty cool. And I've seen some God winks, but i got to share this. This is just cool. And please understand when I say this, it doesn't always work out this way. It doesn't. God doesn't always wink. Sometimes his wink is, I'm going to wink, but I'm not going to fix this for you. But uh, if you, and a lot of you don't know my mechanical skills, but I'm really, I have zero I mean, I, I can open the hood on my truck, uh, and I can open the door, and I can open the gas caps, and that's about where it stops. So uh, yesterday, uh, the, Matt's got a group up here meeting. My wife's up here, so I dropped her off, and I get in my truck, and uh, I, I, I go to run some errands and do some things. And, and why this sequence happened, I think it's just a God wink, and I want to share this with you because this is what I, I love about the God I serve. So I'm going down the road. I've got to have gas. Don't ever do this. I thought, well, I'm going down number eight. I'm going to pull in Walmart and get gas. I love Walmart. I want to give them my business, so I'm going to pull in Walmart. So I pull in. I fill up my truck with gas, and I hit the switch, and it won't crank. It just won't crank. It's, you know, you want to hear the funny noises it was making? Because that, that's, so it wasn't crank. So I, I, I start to panic. Sure. Yeah, no, you don't. So I, <laughs> I start to panic. I thought, I don't know anything about trucks. So I thought, okay, what am I going to do? Well, I got a friend that's a mechanic. But before, before that, I, I just kind of, kind of, this is what I do. I said, okay, God, I just prayed. I said, I, you know I have no mechanic. I need a little favor here. I need a little help. God, can, can, you, can you help me out on this? Thank you, amen. And I called my buddy who's a mechanic, and guess what? He's out of town, and I got to make all the funny noises to him over the phone. He says, Mark, man, that ain't helping. That is not helping. He said, you sound like you're sick. I said, well, my truck is sick, so my truck won't crank, and I'm talking to him, and I'm still in my mind going, God, I really need some favor. And then the wink happened. I'm still on the phone, and I look up, and, and beside of me, and he's sitting right there, and I'll just point, Danny Collins, my good friend Danny Collins, pulls in. I thought, my gosh, God, you are so quick. I mean, I hadn't even got finished with the, with, the, with the prayer. Now, here's what's crazy. I'm in panic mode, and Danny's like, Mark, Let's push it. I, I'm, listen, I'm trying to figure out where to park. And he says, parking space right behind us. Let's push it back there. I drove my car off. He got it started for me, and we drove off. So God winked. And that, that's pretty, we, we discount the power of prayer. And the reason I think sometimes we miss this is because we don't stop and pray. We just don't stop and pray. Now, now listen, and this was kind of weird. I think I'm right on. I never go to Walmart to get gas. And I think Danny said he very seldom if ever goes to Walmart and get gas. So now you can say that's coincidence if you want to. I think it's the power of prayer. I just think that's a God wink. So thank you, Danny. Uh, and, and, and then he even, you know, he called. He said, Mark, if you need help, I can get. It's amazing. But I also say that to say this. That's just, this is kind of what we're going to talk about today. That's called church family. That's called church family. And, and that's one thing this body has, I, I think, just excelled in. Because I know this about this man. Danny, I'm sorry, man. I know you didn't come. I know this. If it were you, 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 and he recognized you, or if you came over and didn't know you from Adam, I know what he would have done. He would have helped you. He would have helped you. And the whole time I'm going, Danny, are you, are you going somewhere? Or am I holding? Don't worry about it. I got this. So, man, that's what church does. So it's pretty awesome. And it kind of ties into what I want to talk about today. 
a, a little bit. Now, it's also kind of interesting when I was sitting there, the song Caleb then finished up with, I love, and I thought about that in light of, of what happened yesterday because I get a little nervous when cars break down because I'm telling you, I know zero. I know zero. I'm thinking, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in God's love. It was a rout. I mean, I'm sitting there getting kind of nervous, thinking, okay, I'm going to have to get a tow truck, and then where do I tow? And God says, I got this. Your fear doesn't stand a chance. pretty amazing. What we talked about over the last couple of weeks is, is being part of a bigger story. Part of a bigger story yesterday. Part of a bigger story. And I want to kind of continue on that, on that road, and Matt's going to talk about it next week, because I think we were all called to be a part of a bigger story. And last year, last year, man, oh, wow, it's been a long week. Last week, last week, I kind of encouraged you. Paul gave Timothy some excellent advice on how to be a part of a bigger story. And he just gave Timothy, as he was uh, pastoring this church, this pretty new church, he says, you've got to train. You've got to train. And, you, and you've got to get active. You've got to be involved. Because, listen, I talked about volleyball. I sat in the bleachers. I was no better of a volleyball player when I left than when I got there. But if we get involved and we train, we become better at what we do, and we can be a part of a bigger story. And I think that is so Awesome. And when we're part of a bigger story and we, we're part of this team, then, then it's amazing what we can do. It's amazing what we can do. And part of that boils down to then teamwork. Boils down to teamwork. So I, I got the thing about it. And I thought, I want, I, want, I want to give you a list of names. And now, to me, this is highly debatable. I'm a sports guy. So you don't have to come up and fuss at me if you don't agree with it. But just listen to this list of names. I think these are probably the best college basketball players ever. Okay, listen to this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is amazing. Bill Walton. Bill Russell. My favorite, who I think was the second best. I wish he was the best, but I think it was David Thompson. Played for NC State. Pistol Pete Maravich. And some of you are going to never heard of any of these guys. Pistol Pete Maravich, without a doubt, best college basketball player ever, my opinion. Pistol Pete Maravich. Oscar Robertson. Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. Going to get some grunts on this one. Christian Leitner. And to keep my Carolina fans happy, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Now, in, in the NBA, I would agree, college is a different story. And Mark Rachels. I'm going home, Tammy. Come on, that's an awesome team, isn't it? And some of you, listen, you don't, you don't have to hate me for the list because there's other players that could have made it. But, but that's an awesome team, including me including me, and you're going, but they don't need you. Listen, they don't need but five of those guys to beat anybody else. And you could pick and choose your five. But that's an awesome, awesome team, even with me on it. And, you, and, and you're going, well, why did you include yourself on the team? Because I want to be a part of a bigger story. And I'll take my starting five and play your starting five any day. And I'll be a part. Guess what? At the end of the day, I'm going to say, I was on the winning team. Pretty awesome. Because, oh, listen, I mean, come on. Kareem in the center, and I got David Thompson jumping over him and dunking the ball. Michael Jordan going down the court, and Christian Leitner and, and, and Pistol Pete dribbling between his legs. It's crazy. You're not going to beat us. And I'm still on the team. Now, I'm the water boy. I get that. <laughs> I, now, I don't have an issue with that. Hey, I played with those, those guys. That's pretty cool. I'm on that team, and that's an amazing team. I don't care how you slice it and dice it. That is an amazing group of guys that you would be on the team with. But I understand my role at best is, is listen, this is kind of embarrassing. I'd be the guy with the towel, and I wouldn't even be the guy qualified to hand them the towel. I'd be the one wiping off their seats. And I'm okay with that because I'm part of a bigger story, and I'm on, a, I'm on this amazing team. But you know, something else about this team, what would make them so good, just one of them, if they didn't learn to play together, they wouldn't be very effective. And that's the problem when you get all these all-stars together is they need five basketballs. 
because they don't want to give it up. They each want to be the star. These guys wouldn't do that. They would go out to win the game, and that would be, that would be amazing. But it, there, there's some merit to this, and I want you to think about it as we go forward because you and I, and this is, this is why I included myself on that team, because those guys would make me part of this amazing team because they're really good at what they do. And I don't think anybody in this room would debate that. If you know anything about basketball, those guys, there's some that would qualify as well, but they are the best of the best college basketball players. They, they just were. And to be a part of that team means that I'm a part of something that is really, really special. And some of you already figured out where I'm going with this. Because here's what's exciting when we start talking about being a part of a bigger team and a bigger story. Is, is everyone, if, you, if you're here, you have an opportunity to be a part of not the biggest team, but the, the most amazing team ever. The most amazing team ever. And here, let me tell you some of the stars of that team. God. God. How about Jesus? How about the Holy Spirit and Mark? No, come on, because you can put your name in there too. You can put your name in there too, but I'm putting my name on that team. I'm, my name's on that. I am all in. Hey, and I'll mop the floor for Jesus. I, I, I will. This, this gets exciting to me. I mean, he, he, I, I love this. I get to be on that team. See, because I know this. I, I, I know this. Those guys, the, the, Kareem and the boys, they're never going to call me. I can't imagine why not. I mean, I'm 5'11". I can jump over that line right there. I'm about hurt myself. But I can. I can. I can. <laughs> But, but, they're never, but guess what? I've been invited to be on the team with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, I'll take those three, including me, and we'll beat those five guys. Amen. Now, you say, well, not in basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to play them in basketball, but, we're gonna, we, but I'm telling you, with that team, you can't lose. It's amazing. Listen, this is why people say, well, how do you know you're called on God's team? This is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 9. He said, for we're God's fellow workers. You are invited on my team. You're God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. I'm on his team. Man, that's part of a bigger story. That's amazing, isn't it, when you stop and think about it. Here's what gives me cold chills when I start to think about it, to think that that that. God, through Jesus Christ, says, Mark, I don't really need you, but I'll take you on my team. I want you on my team. I, I, want, you, I, want, you, I want you to bring the talents that I've given you. We talked about this last week. It's not the gift. It's the giver, and he's given me this gift. And he says, I want you to bring that gift that I've given you, and I want you to be on my team to serve Christ that brings glory to him by serving through him for me. I couldn't repeat that if I had to, but it's powerful. It's powerful. Now, there's something else we've got to understand here. This is what I love about it. He said, I want you on my team. I want you on my team, but I don't need you to be the hot shot. I don't need you to be a ball hog. He needs one thing. He says, I just want you to be obedient. I just want you to be obedient, and I want you to do everything you do, not for your glory, but for my glory. That's a bigger story, and that's an amazing team. And that, that, when we talk about that, what we're really talking about is the church. You and I as individuals, we know this around here because we talk about it a lot. Building, building's a building. This is the church. Here's the good news for everybody. Everybody. Is you were called to be a part of that team of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. It, it, isn't that refreshing? I mean, come on. We all, listen. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this one. I grew up playing sports, so I'm a little bit competitive. I want to be on the winning team. 
I do. I, I'm not going to choose a losing team if I've got an option. And there's a winning team in this world, and there's a losing team. My captain is God the Father. My captain is God the Father. I choose God. Now, if you want to choose the worldly way, that's okay. Well, it's not okay, but, but you can do that. But I've read the book. We get a hint, and the book says this. We win. We win. It's not that difficult. We win. Pure and simple. Here, here's what I think keeps some of us from being on the team. I think I, I really do. I think this keeps some of us from being on the team. Um, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? A guy named Lee Iacocca years ago, he used the term quite often, quid pro quo, something for something. If I'm going to be on your team, what's in it for me? That's really a simple question for me. Uh, it really is. But for some people that don't know and haven't studied, the, the, the simple answer to that, and we talked about this not long ago, what's in it for you is Christ died for me and you. And that's really all we need. That's really all we need. Christ died for you and I. So I want to be on that team. I want to be a part of that. I want to help pay it. <laughs> I can't pay it back, so don't misunderstand. Somebody will say, now you're saying you've got to work for salvation. No, 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 you can't. You, you're not that good. Those guys aren't that good. But, 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 but the fact that he died for me, I should be willing to and want to serve him. That should be the fruits of, of, his, of what he's done for me. So what's in it for me? That's kind of where it goes. Now, we'll give you a few things in just a moment. That, that, that absolutely are advantages for you being on God's team. It's endless. I mean, I could teach about it this week. Matt could teach about it next week. I could come and teach the next week, the next week, the next week, the next week. You get the picture. It's endless, the benefits of being on this team. It's endless. But, but I, also, I also can tell you this. Um, it, it, it's, got some, it's got some... It's hard being on his team sometimes. It is. I mean, it can be. And he promised us that. That's what I always think is funny. People say, well, if God's so good, then why does this troubles and trials? Because he, let me tell you how good he is. He promised us that was going to happen. That's no surprise. He promised. He said, it's going to come. You follow me. You're on my team. You're going to experience this, and you're going to experience this. It's coming. It's going to be tough. But you want to know what's in it for you and I. Uh, one of the things, I hope this works. I never had much success with this, and it didn't. Can you get me the first screen? Christ takes the worldly pressures off of us. Christ takes the and somebody's going, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Let me let me clarify that. Listen, he he does. Thank you. He does. But but somebody's gonna say, but I still have bills. Sure you do. You, you know why you have bills? Because you bought stuff. Uh, I, I got squabbles in my family. You know why you have squabbles in your family? Because you argue. So you're gonna have those. Listen, he, you're gonna have those. Let me tell you the, the worldly pressure that he takes off of me. And, and I can say this a little differently. As pastor of this church. In the course of a Sunday, there's about 400 people usually here. And I used to think, i got to make each one of you happy. Let me tell you the pressure Christ took off of me. He said, you don't have to make any of them happy. You have to make me happy. Man, you're talking about taking a load off your shoulder. I, I used to wrestle with that, man. I thought, I can't upset them, and I can't offend them. And good Lord, did you see their clothes? Should I tell them it's terrible? They can't wear that? No. He says, you don't have to, you don't have to seek their approval. You need to seek my approval. You're on my team. You're my player. You seek my approval, and I'll take care of the rest. So, yeah, you, you're going to still have, listen, you're going to have bills. And, and, and something I've learned, if you don't work, it's hard to pay your bills. And sometimes if you work, it's still hard to pay your bills. Guess what? Those pressures are going to continue to come. Now, you can do something about it, and God gives us some pretty, the Scriptures give us some pretty good advice on it. But, but you, yeah, you're going to have, I get that, you're going to have those, those, those 
those pressures. But the pressure that it relieves for me is now instead of trying to appease a whole lot of people, I try to appease one. Now, I want to be friends with you. I do. And, and that's, by the way, let me get to that one real quick. Remember what we talked about last week? Love one another. Yeah, I'm not here to, to not be friends with you. But, but listen, you're not going to like something I do. I get that. Well, you sang the wrong songs. Well, that's on Caleb. I didn't tell him what to sing. And as far as the candy, no, you are not getting my Almond Joy bar. I'll just go ahead and promise you that. It's not going to happen. But this being on Christ's team, it comes with enormous responsibilities too, though, guys. He takes some pressures off, but he puts some pressures on us. And as a matter of fact, the pressures that he put on us, we like so well that we made it our mission statement because if it's good enough for Christ, it's good enough for us. And it goes back, back to Matthew 28, 19, and we just paraphrase it to go make baptize and teach that's enormous if you think about it that is a man you're talking about a, a, a burden to shoulder that, that man that's that's big and and i've learned something i got little bitty shoulders but guess whose team i'm on god's team guess who can burden those when i'm doing it for his glory man this is an amazing team it's crazy when you start thinking about it like that it, it, it's, it's 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 over the top but it takes, it takes a team, and it's part of a bigger story. And I'll tell you something else that's pretty neat about this. When we really strive, and I think we should strive, I think this is a goal for the church, is we want to be a, we want to be a part of a bigger story because we've got a big story to tell. And we've got an enormous burden, and the burden is to go, make, baptize, and teach. But it is, man, that's a huge burden. But here's what's pretty cool about this. Uh, I, this, is, this is one of those things that, that really kind of gets me fired up, and we're going to try this one more time. Serving Jesus brings us together. When we're on that team, when we're on Jesus' team, we're on God's team, it should, it should really it should pull us together when we, when we try to tackle this enormous burden of going and making and baptizing and teaching. It pulls us together. But here's the key to this. Now, remember, we're talking about a team. And what does a team require? Teamwork. Work's really key here. We like being a part of a team, but I don't want to have to work. See, on that basketball team, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't really have to get them the towels. They're still going to beat you. But this requires teamwork. This is why God's given us this opportunity, because he wants to see us contribute. He talked about he, give you, he, gave, he gave each one of us a gift, I believe that, a, 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 a gift that we can use. He just wants you to contribute. He wants you to put it back into action. Paul, man, Paul's amazing in talking about all this. Paul understood this, what it was going to take for the church and for us as followers to tell a bigger story. This is what Paul said. Love this stuff. In chapter 12, Verse 3 through 8, this is what Paul said. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do you think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it to Portion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. I love that. But guess what? We need to contribute. And he just says that we've got these many different gifts, but, but you, you need to use them and use them proportionally. It's pretty powerful. And you start thinking about what the team starts looking like. 
because right now I'm not in the really given mood. I'm going to keep this. So some of you guys are going to have to pick up the slack. You're going to have to share. The, the, you're going to have to share. I'm just not sharing. And I'm kidding. I'll be glad to share that. Probably not. <laughs> but, but the point, and Paul just, he, he, he nails this. This is so powerful. He said, listen, you're each, you've each been given a different gift. And you're part of this amazing team. We're part of one team. We're part of one team. And the one team is stronger when we take these individual gifts and we put them to work and we, we come together. It brings us together. And something I've learned, and this is, man, I love this. We're so much better together. We are so much better together. I, I think this is one of Satan's ploys. It, it, it's, it, it, he doesn't care the model or the mode, but if he can get the church, if he can be divisive in the church, guess what? Then, then we become inactive. We become inactive. Uh, so much so, I think there's lots and lots of people that would say, man, I wish you guys would quit feeding all these people. And it's what they should be saying, especially if it's a church, and I, 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 feel, I feel it sometimes. What they should be saying is, how can we join? How can we join? Because we're part of the same team. Listen, I, I don't get, I, this doesn't cause me any grief. Journey Church is Journey Church. And the church down the road is that church. And guess what? I think each one of them has been given a special gift. And we're going to utilize all. Now, Matt's doing something amazing. He says, now we should all come back together in Christ. And we should talk about and we should learn how to utilize our gifts together in that sense as well. And that's important. But, but what I can kind of have some bearing on is this body. And this body's been given this amazing team that the head of the team is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And with that leadership, we cannot lose. But he pulls us together. He said, I've got to pull you together. They've got to see you come together. They've got to see you work together. And you need to contribute in the areas I've given you to contribute. You want to know what's in it for you? Let me tell you what's in it for you. Because I, I, I understand this. We all want to know, well, what's in it for me? Oops. We might have lost our screens. Ooh, I don't know. Here's what's in it for you. Here's what's in it for you. Serving Jesus requires us to love each other. And we've talked about that a lot. Man, if we're going to serve Jesus, the two won't mesh. If you can't love others, then I don't think you can serve Jesus. Well, sure I can. Not, no, you can't. Because that's the command he gave us. No, you can't. And listen, it's a huge burden. How am I supposed to love them? I, because Christ told you to. You don't need to rationalize it. You need to do it. That's our problem. We won't ra And I'm the world's worst. Heaven forbid I am the world's worst. Quit rationalizing. Just do it. Just love each other. That's what, that's what Christ told us. That's what he gave us. Listen, Paul, Paul again in Philippians 2, verse 1 through 5. Listen to this. Powerful. He's talking about kind of imitating Christ in this. He said, if any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Love one another. Now, being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Powerful, powerful if we stop and think about it. Changes, game changer, changes everything. When we start putting others first, changes everything. Then I didn't have this on my scripture list, but this is what he said. He said, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, your teammate. He didn't put teammate in there. I'm putting that in there. But that's what he said. My attitude should be the same as Jesus Christ. And he put 
you and I in front of himself. You, you, you want to write a bigger story, then, then you've got to join this team. And if you're going to join this team, then you've got to contribute. And sometimes that, that causes us to kind of, our, our feet don't want to come off the ground. You want me to do what? Well, gee, I mean, Paul spells it out. Do nothing out of selfish, selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Just consider others better than yourself. Can, can you imagine the walls that breaks down? Listen, this is where that's so powerful. People, I hope people come in these doors all the time. This is, this, is, this is always difficult when you say this, so I'll clarify. I hope people come in these doors all the time that don't know Jesus. Now, I wish everybody knew Jesus, so let me go ahead and fix that, but they don't, and we know that. So I hope they come in the doors and they don't know Jesus, and they, 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 maybe they've been to a church and they've been hurt because guess what? We're just going to treat them better than they deserve. That's called grace. Man, I love that. But you won't know. People say, well, what's grace? I said, to me, it's real simple. It's treating others better than they deserve because that's what Christ did for me. Because I didn't deserve him to die on the cross. Still don't. Still let him down. But that, that changes everything. And listen, that opens doors when we put others first. Because you can now, if you're here today and you're not a follower, you don't believe, don't agree with anything I'm saying, man, we're so thrilled you are here. Let us show you love. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I tell you what, I think the formula works. Because when I walk back, our kids' rooms, they're, they're getting full of kids. It's amazing. I think it works because guess what? About every week we see new faces walk in these doors. And the, the, the thing I hear, and I just say this to share it with you guys, the thing I hear is, you know, I've never felt more welcomed. You got it, guys, you got it. We're on the right team. Paul, Paul just says, listen, <laughs> do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit or vain conceit but in humility consider others better than yourself can i give you my seat we're just going to treat others better now we need to treat each other the same way we do we do so don't 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 lose that this isn't just for those who don't but this is for all of us and that's what we we need to really focus and and pour into on into that because it's so important if we're going to be a part of this amazing team but it's, it's also interesting to me that if, as you read Paul, and you, I encourage you to go back and read what Jesus had to say, it was always, always, and somebody's going to say, well, it wasn't. 99% of the time, it's about what? Serving others. People, people, we've made this so hard, guys, and I'm sorry. As a pastor, we've made this so hard. I truly believe this. Because I think it really, when you boil it down, when you take it and, and you bring it all down to the, the, the bare minimum that goes through the sieve, it comes down to one key thing. Love. Love. It's what Jesus said. And I love it when people come up and challenge me on that. I say, well, you might want to go back and read what Jesus said because he said the greatest command was to love each other. That's what he says. He says you need to learn to love each other. I think I've got one more of these things that's kind of something for you in, in all of this. And, and I, this one's kind of huge to me. This is, this is one. Yeah, this is the one I really like. I like them all. We can do so much more together serving Christ. We can. I mean, can we agree on that? And let me, let me tell you why I can say that without a doubt. I'll give you some good stuff here, I think. But let, let me tell you. And I hear people say, well, church has gotten too caught up in growing and all this. Uh, 600 kids are going to come through here on Halloween. Can I send them to your house next? Any volunteers? 600. Your address. Not many of you would take that on. Some of you would. I know some of you as crazy as I am. <laughs> They're not coming to our house, Tammy. I'll go ahead and tell you, honey. 
Not going to happen. They can come here. This is our house. This is your house. We'll bring them here. 600 kids. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Marty's not in here. Yeah. 30, how many turkeys? 36 turkeys. Going to feed, who knows, five, 600 people, hopefully. Going to take a lot of that out. Going to go pick up people. Going to serve people right out here. Can I send them to your house? Man, we can do so much more. And you, you know I'm being a little facetious. We can do so much more when we come together. It, it's powerful. And, and listen, I have no issue with this. People say, well, you, you're, you're knocking small. No, I'm not knocking, not knocking small churches. We're a small church, trust me. We're still a baby pooping in her diapers. Sorry, I just said it. We just are. We are. Truth out. But man, we ain't, we're not, we'll wait in up to here. And you guys just, you say, let's do it, let's do it. But we, when we, it's amazing what you can do when you come together. It's amazing what you can do when you come together and Christ is the head of your team. I, I just, Matt and I talk about this, and sometimes we look at each other because we have these ideas we bounce, and we think, is that just insane or what? But God's putting it on our heart. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Let's watch what happens. Let's dive in. Let me tell you what, Paul once again had something to say about this, talking to the, the church in, 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 in Ephesus, and this is what he said in uh, Ephesians 4, verse 11 through about 12. This is what he said. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So that the body of Christ may be built up. He, he gave us these things. And I, that's powerful if you, if you think. You, I want you to stop there for just a second. To prepare God's people for works of service. To prepare God's people for works of service. Listen, you need to study this thing. You need to, you need to know it. But, but he says, listen, you, you need to be prepared for works of service. It's powerful. And then, and then what he says next, and we miss this. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Guess what the body of Christ is? It's the church. It's the local church. It's you and I. We make up the church. Don't miss that. Not the building, but, but you and I. We make up the church. And he said, I want to build up the body. I want to build up the church. I, I, this, this, is, this is, I get in trouble for stuff like this. But my, my naysayer buddies that I hear this all the time, well, you're too focused on growing the church. Paul told me to. So you want, okay, let's just stop. Nobody else is welcome. Y'all good? I'm good. Matt, we can take a day out. We can work an hour and a half a week now. We're done. No, seriously, we're done. You can't do that and be on Jesus' team. Now go all the way back to Matthew 28, 19. The first thing he said, Jesus is telling his disciples, the first thing he said is, go. I don't see a stop in there. We inserted that one. But did you see what we did last week? We're done. What have you done for me lately? I hear Jesus going, died for you. Man, it's powerful if you think about it. <laughs> to build up the body of the church. Listen, I, I, when I hear these people say, well, the church shouldn't be trying to grow, they must have been on recess when Paul wrote that. They, they had to have been either that or they had cotton in their ears. I don't know which. As a kid in school, I was looking out the window. But they, they missed that because he said, listen, so that the body of Christ, the local church, the belief, may be built up. And he didn't put until you reach this point. That's not in there. As a matter of fact, he says, I want you to go into all of the world. Pretty powerful. He finishes up, he says, he says this, until we reach unity and faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, 
attaining to the measure, a whole measure of fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. That's my teammate. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, and each part does its work. You want to talk about the problems in the church, man. We, 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 we need to be telling a bigger story, and we need to be doing it as a team. We need to be doing it as a team. And, and listen, I chose those basketball players because I think they're the best. I think, notice what I said, I think they're the best. Some of you are going to absolutely, if, if you desire, would argue with that and do it passionately. And, and I'll allow you to do that. You may even win. Probably not, but you may. I'll stand my ground on, on my spiritual team. I'll stand my ground on that one. I, listen to me. I will stand my ground. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Mark, and Ron, and Marty, and Lori, and Bill, and Beth, and Cindy, and George, and Fred, and I don't know all y'all's names. Tough break. You're on the team. You've been invited to be on the team. You've been invited to be on the team. There's a choice in here, guys. You're invited to be on the team. He said, I stand knocking. You've got to open the door. You've got to make a decision. Are you in? And then I would say this. Are you going to get in, or are you just going to stick your toes in the water? It's all in. This is an amazing team that can do amazing things when we work together as a team, serving, key, serving God first. Because when we serve God first, I said it takes this great burden off my shoulders. I'm, I'm no longer trying to, to serve or please you. I'm trying to please Him. And I can promise you this. Listen to me really carefully. If I'm pleasing Him, then I'm pleasing you. If I'm pleasing Him, I'm pleasing you. Now, you may not know that yet. I understand that. There may be people here that don't have a relationship with Christ, and you may not understand that. And, and I hope, but listen, we're going to make you welcome even when you don't believe what we believe. If not, then we're not doing what Christ called us to do. He said, listen, I'm telling you, I want you to love each other. And he didn't segment. He didn't say, I want, don't want you to love that crowd. They don't, they, don't, they don't follow me. I don't want you to love. That's who he died for, by the way. And guess who was in that crowd before they were on his team? Me. Me. Man, I could keep going on this, but we're out of time. I'm telling you, your choice. Your choice. Amazing team. Think about that. When you go out tomorrow, people start talking about what they do and what they don't do, and they start talking about, you know, I said, man, I'm on team with Jesus. I'm on Jesus' team. I'm on Jesus' team. They shouldn't even have to ask to know we're on Jesus' team, but when they do, are you willing to boldly say, hey, you know what? I'm on Jesus' team. I'm all in. He allowed me to be. He doesn't need me. He don't need me to be a ball hog. He just needs me to, to obediently take the gift that the giver gave me and put it in the works. Wow. Let's go get them. We have nothing to be scared of or to back down from. Nothing. He promised us the troubles are going to come, the problems are out there, but he says nothing will prevail against the church. Nothing. Gates of hell won't stop it unless we don't participate. And still, we're not going to, that, that won't either. So listen, if you're here, here today and you're a follower of Christ, you've, you've been given your, you've been given some, a charge here. And I can say this, man, the old saying is I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. When I look around to you guys, man, you're all in. 
But maybe somebody there's, we talked about this for a couple of weeks. Maybe somebody's holding on to the seat a little tight. Maybe you need to let go. Maybe God's got something amazing in store if you'll, if you'll just get all in. Maybe, maybe you are just kind of, and I understand that. There's some people, that, that's all they need to do right now is just stick their toes in the water. And, and, but next week, stick your ankle in the water. And, and before you know it, I can tell you where you're going to be in the water. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. All in. All in. You don't have to be baptized to be all in. I always feel like i got to correct that because somebody else, now you No. It's just exciting. So if you're, if you're here today and you're a follower, man, I just tell you in your prayers this week, I prayed for, for favor. God says, watch this. And people say, I know people say, well, that's just cheesy, Mark. Well, I'm, well then you explain it. You explain it. I, I, Danny, thank you. I don't have an explanation other than I prayed. He showed up. He knows how to open the hood. I don't. I'm being, no, I'm being serious. Now, if you're here today and you're not a follower of Christ, it's a different, little different game. We want you on our team. And I'm not, I have no shame in that. We want you on our team. I want you on God's team. I want you on God's team. People say, well, I don't know how to join. Let me tell you how I truly believe you join. First of all, and we talk about this a lot, is I think there's some core tenets you need to understand and you need truly to believe if you're going to be on this team. Number one is that God is, or Christ is who He says He is. He is the Son of God. That's key. He's the Son of God. I believe you got to, I think this is essential, that He was born of a virgin birth. Otherwise, he's just a man. That he was falsely accused, convicted, crucified, dead. And that should have been the end of the story. Everybody thought that was the end of the story. Little did they know the problem they just created. Because three days later, he walked out of the grave. He walked out of the grave. And because he walked out of the grave, now I can be on a team of someone that overcame death. And then when he left, he not only walked out of the grave, he said, I'm going to send one greater than me. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be on your team. I'll take that team. So I believe if you can believe those things, then it's, then it's this simple. And I would just ask you, uh, and we're going to close with this prayer today. This is, this is if Caleb and them will come back up, but I'm going to close with this prayer. That if you, if, you, if you haven't made this decision today, just pray with me. Father, I, I have messed up. I am a sinner, and I want to be on this team. I want to be on the team. That, that is the team above all teams. I want to be on a team headed by God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to be on that team. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I know no one comes to you except through your Son, Jesus Christ. And today, today I accept Him as my Savior. I understand that He died on the cross, that my sins were washed away. I cannot earn it. I can't do anything to justify it. You've done the work, Father. So today, 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 I come to you as a lost and broken person, but I give it all to you to take my life into your hands and let me be on your team, Father. That all that I do is to glorify you. That all that I do is to serve those around me. That everything is done for your glory, Father. So today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Today I give it all to you. For it's these things we pray in your holy name. Now I believe this. If you just if you if you will pray that, if you believe that, today you're now on the team of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Welcome to the game. Welcome to the game.